Welcome, welcome, welcome to Above Replacement Radio. I am your host, Chris Gianta. You know what Christy Mathewson wasn't worried about? S-I-E-R-A. When you're thinking about Pedro Siriaco, I mean, the only one that can compete is maybe uh, Hannes Wagner's 1908 season. Over there on the other side of the screen is Daniel Kern. Like, if we just clip together every time we've talked about him on other people's profiles, we've done a Mickey Cochran episode. I can't get past Rabbit Marinville. It's it's not necessarily Hall of Fame. It's not necessarily above average, but we can guarantee you we are better than just the standard replacement level college sophomore. And welcome to Above Replacement Radio. We're talking baseball kind of whenever. I'm your host, Christianta. Over there across from me, as you cannot see on YouTube, unfortunately, is Daniel Curran. How you doing, Daniel? Chris, tell me how it feels to be the same age that Juan Soto was when he slashed 351, 490, 695, 1185 for a 217 OPS plus over a 47 game sample. Well, I feel like I finally have my full potential now. I'm past the days of having a, just a 949 OPS, mm-hmm. uh, but I am now on to the days of, you know, if if I have a shortened season upcoming, potentially because of a strike or something, you know, I have the potential of uh, of getting of getting 200 weighted runs created plus in a year. Finally, I feel like that weight is lifted off my back now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're ready. Like this is the year. Yeah, exactly. Um, big day today. Also, shout out to uh, uh, some Hall of Fame legends, Rabbit Marinville and Pie Trainer, celebrating their birthdays today. Um, Happy birthday to everyone except Rabbit Marinville. Yes. I don't care. <laughs> Happy birthday. That man will never get my respect. <laughs> Happy birthday to Tony Suck. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I am uh, I am 21 now. Chris, is this is, we are recording on Chris's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the stars aligned where your birthday fell on a Thursday, which is very cool. Yeah, and it's it's uh it's harder to pick out a day in the off season or a uh, to pick out a day for me because we're in the off season we record only mm-hmm. once a week but uh yeah this is the first time in the program's history where we've recorded on one of our birthdays um we've because uh i think yeah i think we recorded on like the 26th one time uh yeah yeah we, co- we recorded on the 26th. yeah we did we did because it was when we did the 95 mariners episode yep yeah i remember that because it was the anniversary of when griffey got hurt yeah that's true uh yeah, happened happened on that day. Uh, I just learned that Rabin Marinville is buried in Springfield. I think we need to go find his grave. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, him being in that grave is probably the reason he ended up <laughs> in uh, in Cooperstown. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. I honestly, I honestly think we need to do this. <laughs> like it's it's literally right in our neighborhood. We just got. I mean, who? How many Marinvilles can there possibly be? I mean, it's not super common, I don't think. <laughs> uh, what's his real name? Um, Walter James Vincent Marinville. Walter James Vincent Marinville. Of course he would have two middle names. <laughs> he guy. would. This guy, this self-centered <laughs> shortstop with 42-whatever wins, <laughs> wins replace- replacement. 44. 44. Oh. Who cares? Who cares? I don't. Less than, yeah, less than uh, scale, but he is... Indeed, a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, a court, well, he was voted in as a Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah. So, big day today. We're going to Buffalo Wild Wings later. It's going to be fun. Uh, and uh, the past week, you know, this is our first uh, time first time in uh, over seven months where we don't have any 
baseball to talk about. The, no baseball has happened between uh, last episode and this episode. Um, we already talked about awards last uh, episode and who we were picking and who we thought would win. Um, but we did not get to the finalists yet. <laughs> and we should talk about some of the finalists. Yeah, because some of them, I think there were some snubs. Uh, my, t- I think two of my award winners were not even finalists. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, because of, uh, yeah, AL Rookie of the Year, AL Manager of the Year. Yeah. Um, yeah, and same with me for AL Manager of the Year. Uh, with the, I think, I think the most surprising, or maybe not the most surprising, but the most, um, in terms of if this were a normal situation, we would have seen this guy as a finalist was Alex Cora. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think a lot of writers, you know, of course, Alex Cora in the initial reporting and according to the MLB's reporting, um, he was the, uh, culprit of the 2017 Astro sign stealing scandal. Um, of course, what we've referenced many times on the show is I think in February, there was an article from the wall street journal that was saying, um, you know, it wasn't necessarily Alex Cora who was the culprit. This was introduced before he was even hired. And this was introduced by um, some sort of front office or like lower level front office, mem- some members giving a presentation on how they could uh, orchestrate this thing. So that's what I've been kind of writing with because, uh, you know, it seemed, I think the players wanted to out Alex Cora a little more than they would, uh, you know, like AJ Hinch or the front office because Alex Cora was no longer with Houston at the time of this investigation, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, But I think that's what the writers held against Alex Cora here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is exactly, I mean, it does feel like it. Um, Like I think the only fair out of the, out of the people nominated, I think the only like fair uh, case you have for someone over Cora was Scott service. I think Scott Service is ultimately going to be the winner, which, I mean, I've been wrong on this the exact award before, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Kevin Cash was a nominee, and you know how they feel about giving it to the same person twice in a row. They don't do that. Dusty Baker was nominated, but, like, I just, I don't know. Like I, uh, Astros have had a historically talented yeah. roster. Yeah, and, like, I don't think, like, that's not a knock on Dusty. I think he just didn't inherit, like, that... Like, I don't think he exceeded expectations by that much. Like, I expected the Astros to win the division, and they did. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Alex Cora, meanwhile, you know, we, he was expected by most to be, to be uh, or the Red Sox were expected by most to be, like, a fourth-place team. Mm-hmm. Ended up in second, and ended up in second, and, like, the only team ahead of them in the division was the team that had the most wins in the American League, which was the Rays. And, uh, you know, went from worst, you know, last place team in 2020 to a, a playoff team that was hosting the wild card game. Exactly. Um, and that's that's all you can say about it. You can't say anything about the playoffs, obviously, as it's a regular season award. But, uh, yeah, that's something, uh, you know, I think we both dis- disagreed with. And uh, and then I guess do you want to get into uh, – Emmanuel Classe. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect Emmanuel Classe to win. Like, I, I, I knew I was, I had an unpopular opinion saying that he was the rightful owner of the Rookie of the Year, and I still stand by that. But I mean, I thought 
he should have been a finalist, and he was not. Um, I'm also very surprised that Dolis Garcia was not a finalist. Yeah. Like, I, I don't agree with, you know, I don't think he should have been, but I thought for sure that the baseball writers were going to put him down. Oh, yeah. There were there were some surprises from my end. I, like, uh, I think I'm underestimating the writers in terms of their, how they view, uh, like, baseball and awards, player evaluation, mm-hmm. um, and statistics and things like that. And, uh, and yeah, they, they saw through <laughs> Adolius Garcia as well. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Klaus, like, uh, it, it is weird to see Klaus not a finalist after, you know, he had a one, two, nine ERA and two eleven FIP in almost 70 innings. Like, meanwhile, last year, uh, Devin Williams won rookie of the year. Yeah. It, it's interesting. It is very interesting. I mean, I guess Devin Williams did have like a, an O three three ERA, which like, obviously the, there's no reason to believe that that's sustainable. But like just the concept of an O three three ERA and like a fifty percent strikeout rate was just ridiculous. That is true. The thing that's mind blowing to me about Classe is that he is the hardest throwing pitcher in baseball and he had two point one walks per nine. Uh yeah, yeah. Like that's just that's crazy to me. It is like, pretty wild. You, you know what's not wild? Him. <laughs> oh he, yeah, he, yeah. He's very he's very con- he has very good control over his pitches and I don't understand how he does it. Yeah, he uh, he's able to. I think over 500 like pitches he threw this year reached 100 miles an hour, which is hilarious. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. I think he might. I and he also led the league in barrel percentage against. He lit like his barrels per PA was 1.1 percent, literally the best in baseball. Um, and he was yeah. a ground ball pitcher. Yeah, it's like I think he had a negative launch angle against, or if it wasn't negative, it was like three degrees. It was negative point two. Yeah. Like what a what a season. Yeah, it it he was absolutely incredible. He was a how about that back in like May. Yeah. Um, also like let's not forget like we saw him as like a, a that's it in um in the Kluber trade. Yeah. And now, you know, he's he's probably gonna be a premier reliever for a while. Yeah. Like I would say he's already a top ten reliever in baseball. Yeah, it's it's hard to disagree with that. <laughs> he threw 471 pitches this year at 100 miles an hour. No one else threw more than 215. That is pretty crazy, for sure. Uh, yeah, Emmanuel Klaus, say, yeah, he probably should have gotten a little more consideration. So it was, yeah, Rosarena, Franco, and, and Luis, Garcia. Luis Garcia. Not the Cardinals one, not the Nationals one. Not and th- not the two that played <laughs> in the early 90s, and, or late 90s and early 2000s. <laughs> Yeah, not uh, not those two either. Um, you know, it's the the rook the rookie of the year race was kind of weird anyway. But mm-hmm. it's it's hard to leave a guy with a one two ninety RA and about seventy innings off there. You know, I I think it was he had a better season than Luis Garcia. As much as I kind of praised him throughout the year, I think he still you know Classe had a better year than him. Right. Um. It, yeah. When I was picking who I thought was who I thought should win, uh, it was between a Rosarena and Classe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and we pro- we agree that a Rosarena probably will end up winning. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably just how it's going to go down. Uh, I guess National League Cy Young surprised me at least. Uh, I thought Cy Young. National oh, League. Yeah, Cy- yeah. yeah, I thought uh, I thought Bueller would get more consideration from the writers given his ERA and innings work, but I think they're. 
I think we're seeing kind of the shift in the narrative on like good ERA. It's about time. Yeah, expected statistics. I think yeah, people are are getting on. Especially to th- uh, that'll be especially true if Corbin Burns wins. Yes, very much so. Um, and if also if uh, Bueller's or also if like Wheeler, even if Wheeler wins or Wheeler is second, but I know the odds are like they. I think they had the Vegas odds out. Uh-huh. I think. Burns was minus one hundred five. Scherzer was plus one twenty five. I mean, I guess I guess Burns did win the ERA title. He did, but like also, like yeah, he in, he led the he led the majors in ERA ERA plus, but he had a one six three FIP, dude. Yeah, he and he he also didn't win the ERA title the same way Hyunjin Ryu won the ERA title. Mm-hmm. You know, I I guess he did do it in less innings, but you know, yeah, I don't Re- care. Burns did. I, I was actually looking at it because. Uh, I was looking at like infield outs above average team wise, and I think the Brewers had like third worst infield outs above average. And, yeah, it makes sense. And Burns, when he wasn't striking guys out, was getting ground balls like at least half the time. Yeah, I mean, I know like Luis Arias wasn't great on defense. Um, I think they had, I would they have a third. I mean, they had like Rowdy Telez, Dan Vogelbach at first. Yeah, that's not great. They had like um, kind of a like T- Tyrone Taylor at third, I think. Yeah, I don't know who's. Or was Arias second? No, uh, maybe he was second. Yeah, but they or, also had Wong. No, uh, oh, oh, they had Adamus. They had Adamus. How did I forget Adamus? Yeah, uh, le- yeah. I'll I'll go back to leaderboards and see. Yeah, I mean they they kind of mix a bunch of people around in their infield. Uh, fielding team. Dang it! <laughs> Click the wrong thing. Fielding team. Uh, infield. Position, primary, infield. Um, so yeah, Cardinals were first. Yeah, obviously, and we'll, we all know we'll that. get into we'll get into them, I guess. Uh, oh yeah, Brewers were second worst infield outs above average with negative thirty one. My God. So, so yeah, Burns, you know, he didn't have the best supporting cast behind him, especially in the infield. Um, so yeah, he. He like won the ERA title in in a different way. Like he earned it and then some. Uh, the only question I had with him was, you know, just innings work. Yeah. Just, you know, uh, 167 innings. Wheeler had 213, but I just kind of weighed, mm-hmm. weighed uh, what was there. Corbin Burns had one of two seasons in baseball history with 120 plus innings pitched. Uh, a strikeout rate above, or strikeouts per nine above twelve, and a FIP below one point seven five. The only other season to do that was Pedro Martinez in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, he had a he had a phenomenal season, especially with the strikeouts, walks, home runs. Yeah, it was pretty unreal. Um, and yeah, he's only twenty six still. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got he's probably got a very good career ahead of him. Um. So yeah, so it look like the way things are looking, Burns or Burns might be that guy. I think you know the more traditional route might be Max Scherzer, but I was thinking that with Bueller and Bueller is did not get that same consideration uh, that I thought he would. Yeah, I mean Scherzer had, I guess Scherzer did have the strikeouts, two hundred thirty six, eleven point eight strikeouts per nine. He also led the NL. In walks per nine, and whip and hits per nine and all that, but only 179 and a third innings pitched. Uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting. 
to see how that goes down, the NL Cy Young. Uh, and then I think n- nothing else was much of a surprise, at least to me. Um, mm. So that's, I guess, the awards finalists. Um, shockingly, Shohei Otani is a finalist for AL MVP. Crazy. No way. They actually did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's always been the narrative that the writers don't like these two-way players. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? We've overcome it. We're breaking the barriers. You know, Babe Ruth never won the MVP as a, <laughs> as a, as a two-way player. The, the, one of the funniest things was I, Chris and I were watching the award show. I was on my laptop, and Chris had to let go. And uh, they, they showed Shohei Otani, and of course, I was like, Chris, look at this graphic. It's just like Babe Ruth in 1918. <laughs> no one's talking about this, but they are. Yeah, that is a graphic we saw all year. It didn't even matter what broadcast. It could be like a Reds-Cardinals game, and they're talking about Shohei Otani being a two-way player, <laughs> which, I mean, they should. But it was uh, it was a graphic that, that definitely uh, that definitely had its time. Yeah. Definitely had its time. It's like uh, it's like the um, like Todd Frazier. You already know <laughs> what I'm about to say. Yeah, he grew up in he was on the he was in the Little League World Series <laughs> for Tom's River in New Jersey and he stood out in the national anthem for the national anthem and he stood next to Derek Jeter uh for the national anthem and then he and then he went to the Yankees and he started the thumbs down thing. It was really cool. Yeah. And he had that picture with Derek Jeter is not many people. And he was like a little it. kid. Yeah. yeah, he was like It was like little, during the World Series? Yeah, it was some, it was something. I don't know. Yeah. Um But no one ever talks about that. It's not talked about enough. I wonder if you Google Todd Frazier, how like quickly in the search bar is Derek Jeter? I'm curious. Uh, we're both gonna be googling this, <laughs> Todd. Yeah, he's uh, there. It is. It's there. <laughs> it's there. Right, right under Little League and two under LLWS. Uh, I got it on mine. Oh, t- oh, Todd Fra- Yeah, Todd Frazier, LLWS. I was yeah. just looking on Google Images. Oh, okay, I'm just looking on Google in general. Yeah, I know Todd Frazier, Derek Jeter. Oh my God, there's the the picture that they they had, and then all they, they met at the All Star Game in Minnesota, and they they took another picture. Yeah. Like Thirteen years later. <laughs> wow, so cool. Yeah, that 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 moment definitely overstayed. Yeah. It was. It's talked about very many times. Yeah, but anyway, Shohei Otani, it's basically just like Babe Ruth, even though Babe Ruth was like not a pitcher and hitter at the same time, and when he was, he was efficient and inefficient in at least one of them. Yeah, he was like when he was when he was a two-way player, he wasn't a good pitcher. He really. was like walking a bunch of people, right? Well, they were, and also it would be like 1919 where it's like, "Oh, Ruth had a 3.56 ERA, Otani's got a 3 <laughs> 3.18." It's like, "Hey, it's 1919. He, that's like below average." Yeah, man. I was say, "Let's what's a what what would that ERA plus looking like back then?" Yeah, you got to look at Babe Ruth here. Um for those unaware, Babe Ruth a uh, a good baseball player back He's in the all day. Right. Um pitching 1919. Uh what were, we, what were we talking about, 1918-19? I think 1919 was when he really... He had an, Between those two years, he had an ERA plus of 112. Yeah. Shoya Otani was one, in the 130s. 130s, 140s, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... While also having a 158 uh, OPS plus. And stealing 25 bases. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, that's that's awards so far. We're gonna get the announcements. Uh, yeah, it, it goes Monday through Thursday, where Monday's Rookie of the Year, Tuesday's Manager of the Year, Wednesday's Cy Young, and Thursday's MVP. So we'll find all out about. I think the one I'm most genuinely interested in is National League MVP. That is true. Yeah, like that could be, you know, fifteen to fifteen. I want to say I hope they tie. It would be. Like, it would be so like that. Has that ever happened? Co MVP. I think so, right? I feel like it happened once. Um, I don't. I don't think we've seen a co MVP in the regular season. I f- I feel, or, or maybe they just do like rock paper scissors shoot or something. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Like, I mean, Harper doesn't have much to worry about, but Soto, like going into negotiations, it's like this rock paper scissors <laughs> will determine so much. Yes. <laughs> of my of my future, my yeah. future earnings, my career accolades. <laughs> like Harper's, like I got mine. Like I got the money. I got <laughs> the MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can have it, I guess. Yeah, and it is funny, like. I don't know how many I'm guessing there's probably a bunch of people that have talked about it but it's it's like imagine in 2018 we were talking about Harper Soto mm-hmm. are are uh, one and two in the MVP but they're on different teams like you know Soto is pretty much seen as Harper's replacement I guess so it is kind of funny to see them those two uh battling it out here it's uh it's pretty interesting um yeah so yeah uh, that's, the, you know, awards have been, um, kind of the talk and the other talking points in baseball is teams are interested in players. Yeah. That's, that's the big <laughs> thing. That's the takeaway from GM meetings. I think is that so a lot of the free agents will probably sign with a major league team and that's huge. That is huge. Yeah. Like uh, we were worried, like, is Carlos Correa going to go to Japan or Korea or like the Dominican league? Yeah, or is he just going to stop playing? Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like he is probably going to sign with a major league team. It won't be the Astros, I can tell you that right now. Yeah, no. I, I don't think we uh, talked about the uh, offer yeah, yet. Yeah, what was it, 5-165? 5-160, I think. Okay. To a 27-year-old shortstop guy going who just in, had a seven-win season. Yeah, guy going into his age 27 season um, for, yeah, five years. You, yeah, you can stick around until you're 31. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to try again. <laughs> or you can go out and get, like, 12 years right now. Yeah. With probably, like, an opt-out. Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. He, I would I would have just not even offered anything if I was the Astros. Like, you know, like, I mean, I, I, don't, think, I don't think he ever was going to come back, mm-hmm. regardless of any of this, because... Like, you know, he had already said in The Athletic, it's my last year in Houston. And I also think just a lot of the Astros players want to branch out. Yeah, yeah. Because whatever, the legacy. Um, but I, I don't even know how – like, I really have a really bad feeling Jim Crane's going to come out and be like, well, we tried to re-sign him. Like, we offered him a big yeah, contract. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Like, at least with – I think the na- – I think at just, least – like, at least – well, the Nationals offered him 10-300. Yeah, Har- with, uh, with Harper. Mm-hmm. Like at least that was like oh he you know you're offering ten years with uh with this one it's like Carlos Correa probably saw that offer and was like oh that's like up until the opt out right and then we have the n- next five years also right mm-hmm. N- you know five five years one sixty one hundred sixty million is like that's half the contract he's yeah, gonna well, get yeah well the problem with 
what Bryce did, or what the Nationals did with Bryce Harper, is that they offered it on the last day of the regular season. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, obviously, he's not going to take that offer then. Right, right. Um, he's going to see what's out there. Yeah. And uh, he got three more years and $30 million more million and no opt-outs. That is true. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Correa, Correa got offered <laughs> not what he deserved for the Astros, to mm-hmm. put it lightly. Average annual value-wise, it's I think it's all right. Um, but definitely not mm-hmm. year-wise. Year um, so he's, he's go, he's the big, he's going to be making the most money on the market. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially, inarguable. especially with the money that two other shortstops made last March, um, Tatis and Lindor. Yes. Yes. Cause I think each of them made North, of, oh, each of them made North of like 325 mil. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I believe, I know, uh, Tatis got like three more, 340. Yeah, Tatis got three forty. I think Lindor also got three forty. Sounds about right. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it would make it would make sense uh, that Correa would get that money because also what was liked about both Tatis and Lindor was their defense. And Correa just had a career defensive year. Yeah, career defensive year, almost three uh, D WAR. And, and he also like cites analytics all the time, so like he knows what he's looking at, and what he needs to do to be better. Yeah, like, like I don't know, like I mean, maybe a lot of other players do that, but Correa is like one of the few that's like open about it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it is. Uh, yeah, it is funny that he, he's you know turning into a sabermetrician in front of his eyes. Oh yeah, there was that quote. I don't. I feel like that's fake. I feel like that was fake. That you know what? You might be right. Yeah. Like I feel like. I only saw it in one tweet. Like someone would have had to have screen re- like screen recorded it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was also from just like some random guy. Um, yeah, it wasn't like Jeff Passner or any yeah. or anybody. Like the more I've thought about it, I was like, this didn't happen. Um, yeah. But I would love to believe it did. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so yeah, that uh, that Korea thing is is probably not. It, no, it, it definitely didn't happen. It would be funny if it was. For for reference, um, someone so Carlos Correa was like on Instagram live, and someone was like, he just said that like Derek Jeter was overrated and that he shouldn't have won five Gold Gloves given his defensive metrics. Yeah, it 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 is like uh, it sounds so believable when you consider like his you know, he was dive into analytics. Yeah, but like he definitely didn't say that. It would be funny if he if he actually said that and then signed with the Yankees. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Adam Onovito basically did that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. At least like, at least no one wa- At least no one who was uh, at the stadium for Adam Onovito was also at stadiums for Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but but yeah, still, it, that it is. <laughs> I do forget that that happened sometimes. Um, but yeah, it it's uh. Yeah, Correa's market is interesting because I feel like there's a lot of I, I feel like well also all the all the teams targeting shortstops are targeting like all the shortstops I think. Yeah. You know, because t- like there's such a huge market where you can't just be locked on one of them and then quit if that doesn't work. Yeah, cuz is the headliner but you also got uh Corey Seager which is a big one and, and Trevor Story which is like you kind of forget is, is also those, a really big one. There have been those reports where it's like the Yankees are interested in Correa and Seager. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, you can't you like 
if we're talking interest, like how can you be interested in one but not the other? Like one of them signs and they're like, ah, shucks. All our shortstops are gone. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll sign Freddie Galvis now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jose Iglesias, you're coming to to the Bronx. Is he even a free agent? Yeah, I mean. Okay, he is, yeah. I was talking about Galvis. Oh, oh, yeah. Iglesias Iglesias is. I was wondering about Galvis. Iglesias is perpetually a free agent. Which is so weird. It's so funny because, like, he's literally, his career has so many parallels to Omar Vizquel (laughs) and Iglesias. Like, just because of the way baseball has progressed since Omar Vizquel. Like, nobody wants Iglesias. Yeah, I wish. I wish. Uh, I wish Iglesias was on all the Astros teams that went to the ALCS. Yeah, like, that would be the parallel. It would be. Like, except yeah, the Astros won a World Series with a uh, uh, with a shortstop who had a, like a one thirty weighted runs created plus <laughs> rather than like ninety. Yeah, exactly. Um, amazing what happens when you have good players. That is true. That are fit for your time. That is true. Um, so yeah, Korea. Korea is going to be an interesting market. I mean, how many years do you think he's he's going to be getting? Korea. I mean, I'm I'm thinking north of ten, honestly. Yeah, I'm thinking around ten. Like he's getting one of those mega deals. That is true. Corey Seager, I think it's a little a bit less because of his injury history. I mean, I know he is pretty similar in age, uh, but I I really do think that that's going to hinder. Uh, his like potential contract. I still think he gets north of like two twenty five. Uh, Seager. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the injury does kind of hinder that. But that, that is, I think that is going to cost him a few dollars. That's true. Yeah, I I think uh Correa's situation is somewhat parallel to Manny Machado, even though they technically play different positions. But you know, left left yeah. side of the infield, Gold Glove defense. Um, very good offense, young. Very good offense and young yet. Yeah. Machado was also going into his age twenty seven season in free agency. So, uh, and I think Correa is going to get more money than I think he's going to get more money than uh, Machado. Yeah, lost lost myself <laughs> for <laughs> for a little bit there. Um, distracted by uh, some leaf blowing that's been going on. Fall cleaning, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to you know that's it's that time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, Get your rakes out, or your leaf blowers. All right, what else? I mean, like, do you have anything else to say about Correa Seager? Um, no, not really. I, it like free agency is a, it's such a broad point right it now. It is it's weird. Um, Nick Castellanos, did we talk about that last week? I don't think we did. Yeah, he opted out of his deal. Um, with Cincinnati, pretty logical. I think it's easy to see why. What was he getting? Twenty-two million a year, um. something like that. I know the whole contract was four years, sixty-four. Oh, then definitely not. For some reason, I thought it was four eighty-eight. Um, yeah, four C. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah, of course he's worth more than that. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-two mil is probably what he could get. Yeah. Uh, last year he got paid fourteen million dollars by the Reds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he he is worth more than that. That year. is, that is true. Uh, yeah, he he was one of the best, one of the best hitters in all of baseball last year. Um, especially, especially in tough times. One of the wildest things was in 2020, Castellanos had a 784 OPS and a 100 OPS plus. Yeah. Park factors. It's because of park factors, but but, that is so wild. But the baseball reference park factors are wild. Like, yeah, the difference between Jonathan India's OPS plus and weighted runs created plus was like nine points. 
Yeah. Which is wild. Where does Castellanos rank in slugging over the last, like, five years? He's got to be up there. Um, That's a good question there. You know, since, like... Because he's, like, a perennial, like, near five slugging guy. Yeah, because... And last yeah. year in particular was a 576. Yeah, 2018 was 500. 2019 was 525. 2020 was uh, 486. And this year was, yeah, as you mentioned, 576. So it Crazy. should be interesting. And, like... He's he's playing like all the games. Mm-hmm. 2018, 157 games. He's just not very good defensively, and that's that. 2019, one 151. Uh, 2020 played all 60, and then uh, this past year, 138 games. Yeah, absolutely. So, so he's a guy you can put in the lineup every day. Uh, hopefully, he can. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is tenth in the majors in slugging since the start of 2019. Yeah. And I imagine, I imagine we have some. Nobody else ahead of him. Actually, that's a lie. One person ahead of him is a free agent. It's the guy who leads in slugging since 2019. Um, the guy who leads in slugging since 2019 is currently is a free agent. Currently a free agent. Yeah. Uh, I, f- I feel like I'm. Oh, Freddie Freeman. No. No. Oh my God. Okay, two people on two people ahead of him are free <laughs> agents. Freddie Freeman's sixth. Okay, Freddie Freeman. And no one else is. Okay, yeah. Okay, why am I blanking then? It's very weird because, like, you wouldn't really think of this guy as one of the great players, but, like, it, but like you're, you're going to hate it. You're going to be like, I should have gotten this guy. Uh, oof. What position does he play? Uh, outfield, DH. Outfield, DH. Yeah. That's not – oh, Cruz. Yeah. Yeah, Cruz. Yeah, it's Cruz. 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 Yeah. All He's right. He's a 569 slugging over the last – Two and a half seasons. Yeah. Technically three, but two and a half. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, that 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 definitely makes a lot of sense. Um so yeah, he'll be on the free agent market. He is going into his age thirty season, mm-hmm. which is not bad at all for a guy who's probably gonna be DH and Yeah, I mean I think my first my initial reaction to seeing him on the market was He's going to wait to sign until we know if there's a universal DH or not because a lot of teams are going to start being interested after the National League has a DH because Castellanos, like, one of the more interesting things, I mentioned that 100 uh, OPS plus he had in 2020. He also had a 0.0 uh, wins above replacement, which is weird because that's the only season where he actually could DH now that I think about it. Well, DH, even – DHs, even if you're not Yeah, you're not fielding. playing defense, you're not providing yeah. that much. But still, like, defense wasn't holding him down. True. He wasn't... Because defense has held him down his whole career. He has a negative 10 D-War, which I know D-War isn't that great of a stat, but negative 10 is pretty significant. Yeah. Um, it is weird because, um, yeah, if you look at, like, David Ortiz's baseball reference page and go to his defensive metrics, obviously he would play, like, six games a year on defense <laughs> It would always be in like Philadelphia, uh, for a, an interleague game. But like, uh, yeah, David Ortiz. Dang, I just scrolled past it and it's not loading. Can you get up, please? <laughs> <laughs> Move up, please. Uh, all right, negative. Yeah, David Ortiz had negative twenty point nine D WAR in mm-hmm. his career. So it's like. If you're not fielding, you're being below. Exactly. You're being below replacement. Um. So what are we thinking for the Castellanos market? 
Like, who who do we think are going to be the players? Well, definitely not the Red Sox. As, yeah. Uh, JD is and they're, and, they're looking, and they're looking to get Schwarber. And they're looking to get Schwarber. They're going to have two DHs on their roster already. Yep. <laughs> um, While uh, they also have Tristan Cassis coming through the system, who <laughs> could play first base next year, <laughs> which is where Kyle Schwarber plays. Yes. You hope? Yes, just stacking up the uh, offense there. Uh, Doubling down on the questionable infield defense. Yeah, uh, Yankees definitely not. You know, they already have a DH. Um, it, yeah, it's a good question. I'm trying to think of who cuz cuz when we were, when we were talking about uh teams that could use Nelson Cruz mm-hmm. it was like Tampa cheap Bay. teams so it's not yeah. they're not going to sign Castellanos um it it might be i don't know i, I don't i don't know if a reunion with Detroit is going to happen i don't think so uh i think my favorite is Miami hmm mhm Miami does have a bright future they have a bright future. Kim Eng has said that she wants to start spending. He's a Florida native. Um, I think I almost I think it's almost too perfect. Yeah, like they're like they're a team that needs offense, especially slugging. I think I think he wouldn't mind going down there. Yeah, that's my that's my take. Like, and I know that they have been interested. Like, there have been reports that said that they are interested. I think if they offer, yeah, I think that if they offered the money, yeah. I, that's uh he'd he'd go there. I Miami think. had the second worst slugging last year at three seventy two. The only team that was worse was Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> um Not- they're a team that wants to be competitive. They were in a relatively weak division last year. I mean what like what else do I need to yeah. Yeah, that's that's inter- I I never thought about them as potential players, but uh if you you are saying that Kim Ng is talking about getting to spending, so why not start with uh with Castellanos hitting drives into deep left field to make it a four nothing ball game. Make it a four nothing ball game. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna be playing for the Reds again. I don't know if you're gonna be putting on this <laughs> uniform again. I don't know if it'll be for the Reds. My boss is here at Major League Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Want to apologize to the people who signed my paycheck? <laughs> nice. That uh, was good. That was very good. Yeah, I gotta love it. He's the best. Um. If he if he goes in the AL Central for some reason, oh my God, out. watch out! Honestly, why aren't the Royals signing him? <laughs> why aren't the Royals offering him the biggest deal in franchise history? Really? Exactly. I don't care if you guys are rebuilding. You need <laughs> like Castellanos is going to be the rebuilding. What's like the worst city to live in where like crime rates are high? Um, I mean, you, there was an De- argument there, for Detroit. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to Detroit, and you get to play in Kansas City. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, he'd be he'd be lethal. Like ever, he hasn't he hasn't he didn't have that identity in Detroit. Now he yeah. has that identity. Hear me out. He signs with Oakland, and then they like move the team. Like they get into a bunch of controversy uh, with their stadium. Yeah, or sign with the Mets. Um, something's going on there every day. That is true. <laughs> like front office stuff, yep. just all the time. Yep. Just uh, stadium catching on fire, front office stuff. <laughs> you know, a rift between the fans and the team. Yeah. And the front office. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a perfect fit. Clearly. It would be. <laughs> I I don't want to get uh like 
dark, but it would be like, well, he's going to be playing baseball in Syria now. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he's, where there's... <laughs> he's going to, yeah. Yeah, he's going to put up a 2,000 OPS. He's going to have a 2,000 OPS. <laughs> a 1,000 slugging percentage and a 1,000 OBP. Yeah. Um, Actually, one thousand slugging would be cutting it short if he if he has a two thousand OPS. Yeah, he's not. He's getting more than a single per at bat. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the the Castellanos market shall be interesting, especially if you know he could be the first like primary DH to be signed by a National League team. That's true. There's potential there. I guess Cruz, but I think Cruz goes back to Minnesota. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. I mean. Minnesota, we have no idea what their direction is. I still is. think they're going to compete. Like, they're going to at least try to. Like, they have one of the premier offenses in baseball. You get Nelson Cruz back, you're adding to that. They just, like, need to figure out. I, I, I want to say that Minnesota models themselves the way the Red Sox did in 2021. Like, that's what I want to believe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, Minnesota, I feel like I know what they're going to do. They're going to sign, like, they're going to sign back, like, Jay Happ. <laughs> And John Lester, and they're just and they're gonna else? be like, we got pitchers. What? What are? Yeah, it's like, oh, we got pitching we this got off season. Innings eaters. It's like, nah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't. Uh, especially with Maeda having Tommy John, that's tough. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's gonna be tough to build that pitching staff, and I don't think they have anybody coming up either. And they traded Barrios, obviously. Um. So. That'll be tough. Their offense is going to be fine. It, it was fine last year, yeah. actually. I think they were, like, fourth in exit velo. Yeah, they were I, – I feel like they had a good year. Uh, I should – yeah, I'm, I'll look at their team OPS plus from last year. It was very good. Because um, that, that was never really – that was never really the issue. It was just that their already not deep pitching staff got worse mm-hmm. or just performed worse. It's not that they – um, lost anybody at least when it got bad. Uh, a lot of guys just didn't replicate their success in 2020 with like Kenta Maeda being the the main, I guess, culprit of that. Yeah, the Twins had a 103 team OPS plus, and they were sixth in the American League in OPS. So yeah, they were good. <laughs> they were Fi- still very good. Fifth in fifth in the AL in slugging. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kenta Maeda's ERA plus dropped 69 points from 2020. Yeah. Not was, not nice. That was not nice. Yeah. Definitely not. Um dang, Josh Allenson had a pretty good year. He did. Yeah. <laughs> Eight twenty seven OPS. Is it is he a free agent? No, he No, he, he signed a four year deal. He signed a four year yeah. deal. Uh yeah, shout out to him. Andrew and Simmons didn't really work out. Yeah. <laughs> I could see him going to Oakland. Yeah, I think oh that, my God. that's a match made in heaven. Oh man. <laughs> like you talk about the shortstop market this off season. Right. What is <laughs> the A's are moving on from Elvis Andrews. Yeah, call them the Oakland OAAs. Yeah, um, the Oakland OAAs. <laughs> <laughs> for Andrelton Simmons. Oh, that's too good. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Andrelton Simmons had a 274 slugging. He also <laughs> he also denounced the COVID vaccine. That was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That will get you a lot of. Good attention in the sports world, as we've seen over the last, like, three days. They, we should make an all-anti-vax team. Yeah. There's got to be there's got to be a great roster. We could figure it out. I yeah. Mean, like, Andrew, I mean, offensive production at shortstop is going to be tough, no doubt. Right. That is true, but it's um, like, you know. 
I mean, we're you willing got, to compromise with the defense. You could figure it out. You're like James Karinchak should be closing it out. Yeah, for sure. Sale Sale's gonna be out Sale's there. Sale's gonna be starting. Um, um Yeah. I, Aaron Judge in the outfield? We don't know, but he was asked if he was vaccinated and he said I'm not answering that. Ah. Does does that count as it being anti vax? So I feel like if you're vaccinated, why wouldn't you just say it? I don't know. But I who feel, knows? I feel like everyone is you know, we you can just label anything as, as anti vax. Even is if it's true. even if it's not related to the vaccine. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah. <laughs> if you're anti mask, you just say, Oh, he's anti vax also. Yep. <laughs> um they go together. Yeah. If you uh if you don't like seat belts, anti vax. <laughs> Get it's like us with getting babbipped. Yeah. It can just be related. It can, it can be anything. Just yeah, it, it can just be related to uh any anyone who doesn't like a, a rule will just yeah. say they're anti vax for, for the, the record, Chris and I are both vaccinated and we are not anti vax. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's true. Yes. I, it is true that I am, that I am vaccinated. Yes. Um, so anyway, uh, what about the starting pitcher market? Um, I guess Max Serger is probably headlining it, right? Is there, I'm like, I'm not, I'm blanking on other names. Well, you know, you got, I, you got Jay, huh? So <laughs> I feel like if the. Oh, the Blue Jays and Giants are going to be screwing up hard if the Blue oh, Roger, Jays Robbie Ray is out there. If the there. Blue Jays don't get Robbie Ray and yep. the Giants don't okay, get Kevin, Kevin Gosman, yeah, you're absolutely They screwed right. up bad. Yeah, screwed up bad. If that's if that's the scenario, because the the only mm-hmm. destination I have in my head is those yeah. teams. It would be funny um, though if Robbie Ray went to the Giants and Kevin Gosman went to the Blue, Blue Jays. Jays. <laughs> yeah, Toronto's like we need a right-handed starter. <laughs> San Francisco's like we need a left-handed starter. <laughs> That would be it. That would be classic. Uh, Marcus Stroman is out there. Carlos Rodon is out there. Eduardo Rodriguez is out there. Clayton Kershaw is out there, which is weird. Anthony Descalfani is out there. I feel like he goes back to San Fran. Alex Wood is out there. Um, Tyler Anderson is out there. John Gray is out there. Johnny Cueto is out there. Zach Greinke is out there. Kershaw. So, yeah, Kershaw had had his seven-year deal and then – I think he had an opt-out, and they restructured it to add another year. And mm-hmm. Are we at the end of that? I think we're at the end of that, which is wild. Like, we're getting old. Yeah. Like, I remember when that deal was signed. Yeah, yeah. And I remember being like, you know what? Hot take. He deserves this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know 200. I know we don't like big contracts, but you know what? I'm To be <laughs> fair, like, I think, was this the worst ERA, like, he's had in a qualifying season, and it was like a 3-5-5? It wasn't even a qualifying season. It was 121. I mean, you know, but the definition of qualifying is going to be changing. Yeah. Probably. He also was hurt this year. He was hurt. And, uh, I mean, but still, like, you know, 120 innings is solid work. And he had a, th- he, had a he, you know, technically, I guess, got unlucky. Yeah. 300 FIP. Um, he's approaching 200 career wins. I yep. guess, I guess that's a thing. He has 185. And he's in about two seasons, he should be approaching 3,000 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Um, active leader in ERA, <laughs> with a two four nine career ERA. Yep, one oh oh four FIP. So His, yeah, he could have a or WHIP. Excuse me, he could have a career WHIP under one. That'd be wild. Right. Um, yeah, it it would be like he's a free agent, but I mean, is he really? <laughs> yeah. Well, just, I don't know. Like, there's actually, I think there's actually reason to believe he doesn't uh, resign. Yeah, it would be funny because the Dodgers didn't offer him the qualifying offer, which is so funny that this is when he gets offered the qualifying offer. Yeah, <laughs> because 
Well, actually, you know what's funny is Starling Marte. Um, Starling Marte like didn't get it because you can't get it if you're on multiple teams in a year. Oh yeah. Yeah, because he was traded. Interesting, very interesting. Um, so there was someone who like who like received it this year, and I was like, wait, like they're receiving it? But then I looked at the first time they were free agent, and I was like, oh yeah, they got traded. I don't remember who it was, but it was someone. It would be funny though if, like, we're you know we're it's almost a guarantee that he goes back to the Dodgers. But it would be funny if he was like, just that first free agent signing and it's yep. like the tigers and it's like oh they got kershaw it's like wait wh- what all <laughs> oh, this talk about a surgery reunion we got kershaw yeah <laughs> we have clayton kershaw <laughs> you're taking him out of california and you're in michigan now uh <laughs> yeah uh, it, that would be interesting um but you know he's 34 his whole life is in los angeles yeah it's it's probably gonna end up being that way, uh, and then yeah, Robbie Ray and Kevin Gosman should stay where they are, or like the team should make it to where they're gonna be staying where they are. Because I know the Blue Jays aren't gonna be shy to spend, and the Giants uh, definitely are not gonna be shy to spend. I think I think it was talked about like that they are gonna be spending this off season, but maybe yeah. maybe I'm off on that. No, they. I mean, they should. Yeah. Um, Rodon is gonna be also an interesting piece. Yeah, you know, where does he end up going? How how much stock is going to be taken in the 130 innings that he pitched? Mm-hmm. Um especially especially towards the end with the injury. Yeah. Like that's that might factor in a lot. Um because he was he never had a reputation of he never really had a reputation before this season. Yeah. Marcus Stroman too. That's true. The power baller of the year. <laughs> uh most most lucky, I guess. That'll be interesting to see uh, with the dynamic of expected statistics. Because, yeah, both my Powerballer of the Year and the winner of the Short End Award are on the free agent market. Yeah, wow. And um, uh, Erod, I think the Tigers were showing interest in Erod. Yeah, it, you know, we, we, we've we talked about Erod. We, you know. Yeah, you've e- talked about Erod. Yeah, Erod's <laughs> kind of a meme now. Yeah. But uh, we talked about him uh, in one of our classes, and I – and I'm I'm just obsessed with his career trajectory after this past season, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm saying he needs to sign a one-year deal with St. Louis, who yeah, had, and then get a mega deal, who had uh, three Gold Glovers in their infield, and then after that he's like probably gonna get Cy Young votes, and then get then a, he's gonna get his mega deal, get a nine-figure deal. Yep. Um, that's his not, BABIP against goes from like what was it three. 20, three, three, I think it was like 360 something. 360 to like 240. Yeah, which is great. Average against on ground balls goes from 316 to 200. <laughs> yeah. It would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, he's he's not one of the bigger names oh, out John there. Oh, John Gant is a free agent. <laughs> <laughs> he was such a St. Louis product, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was his ERA in Minnesota? It was probably bad. Um, his ERA in Minnesota. I don't think five six one. Oh yeah, five yeah. six one. Yep. <laughs> I know his total ERA was like still like upper threes. It was four oh nine. Okay. Oh, so it's basically the same thing, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but he had nine point six strikeouts per nine in Minnesota. But he's like, he still he still walked four per nine and gave up a home run in a in point one per nine. Um. Yeah. That's great. 
His hits per nine in St. Louis was seven point five. His walks per nine was six point six. Same with so was his strikeout rate. His strikeout to walk ratio was one. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's uh, that's so stupid. Um, how okay, much so more? We, yeah, how much more do we want to get into? So we talked about the shortstops. We talked about the starting pitchers. We didn't even mention Marcus Simeon, but um, that's also a Toronto should resign moment. Yeah, it's just it, I think it's a matter of like yeah, how much does mm-hmm. Toronto want to sp- spend because. I think getting Robbie Ray back is probably more of a priority, yeah. honestly. Can we talk about the Dodgers as a whole? They huh. have so many free agents. Right. Max Serger, Corey Seager, Clayton Kershaw, Chris Taylor, Kenley Jansen, Joe Kelly, who I think they already announced they didn't offer the – no, he had to have received the qualifying offer. I think they already announced they're like not re-signing him or whatever. Um, Cole Hamels. Going to have to see if they re-sign Cole Hamels. <laughs> <laughs> One, uh, of the, one of the best pitchers of his generation, Hall of Fame caliber pitcher, in my opinion. And that's not even a lie. Right. Um, yeah, like, so, like you're probably losing Seager. You might be losing Kershaw. But, like, you might be losing Kenley, Chris Taylor, Max Serger, like, the, Joe Kelly. Like, there are so many vital pieces to this team that might not be coming back. Yeah. It, I think – I feel like Scherzer's not going to be coming back to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um because honestly, and I, you know, I don't want to mention him, but there is a certain pitcher that's probably going to end up uh, coming back and being able to pitch for them. I mean, we'll see. That yeah, I, I wouldn't. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll leave it at that. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see about it. But they they already have a financial commitment to that guy, who for at least next year. For at least next year, you know, he's not going to opt out, obviously, um, uh, this year. So. They have a, they already have a financial commitment to that, and um, I guess not Kershaw anymore, <laughs> technically. Yeah. So, but uh, I think they would go with Kershaw over Scherzer just because it's like it's Clayton Kershaw in a Dodgers uniform. Right. I mean, like, there's been a lot of talk about him like going to Texas and having like like going to his hometown. Um. Yeah. Uh, like I have actually seen that a lot. Like yeah. it's not been, it's not just been like the hypothetical, like apparently conversations have been had. It would be interesting. It's it would just be like, a classic John Daniels moment for him to just like sign Clayton Kershaw and then be like, "I did it, guys! Successful off season. We're on pace for about sixty-eight wins this season." Yeah, I. <laughs> that is true. It, yeah, it would be interesting because, I guess it would mean like, oh, Clayton Kershaw. He's not he's not really worried about the ring right now. Yeah. Cuz he's got it. Exactly. Uh like he's he's proven everything he needs to prove. Um Yeah, he has. Like we we figured that in 2020 or at the end of 2020. And not only that, but like it's actually a kind of smart move for the Rangers to sign Kershaw to like maybe a two to two, one or two year deal and then flip him. Yeah. Because he's, he's like still they got, got value. They've gotten a pretty decent haul for – like the guys they got for Gallo have actually done very well for them in the minors. I know a lot of them – I've been checking Arizona Fall League stuff, and I think like two of the players they got in that deal alone are like raking in the Arizona Fall League. Yeah, and they got they got a big package of just uh-huh. four like prospects. Ezekiel Duran I know is one of them, and there's another who I couldn't tell you off the top of my head right now. But mm-hmm. like – Keep doing that, but I you're not going to get a Joey Gallo like package for anyone else realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. The Kershaw free agency, I guess, would be interesting, but it 
it, it's hard given how the Dodgers have been over the past what 10 years now mm-hmm. or nine years of you know I guess it was this was the first time in nine years not winning the division even mm-hmm. though they won 106 games uh, but it would be weird to see him go from that to a completely rebuilding franchise uh-huh. but uh, given that it would be his hometown that's kind of the only thing that would kind of have him go there yeah um, I don't know what else do we want to get into uh, do we want to talk a little bit about some of the heavy hitters on the market, like Schwarber, Freeman? Yeah. Um, maybe Rizzo. I mean, Rizzo, it's it almost sounds like it's a done deal that he's going back to the Yankees. Like, he sounds interested. They sound interested. Um, Mark Canna is a guy that I'm really interested to see where he goes. Yeah. That is such an underrated name on the market. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. the Red Sox are talking about re-signing Kyle Schwarber. Like, Mark Canna is basically Schwarber light. Like with, the dude had a three fifty eight OBP this year. Didn't slug super well, but like that's if like if you can get a four hundred slugging out of that guy, like you got an efficient baseball player. He and also, also he didn't like he was in he was in uh what Oakland Coliseum. Yeah, that's what. What's the park factor there? Uh, Is it? It's got to be nineties, right? In on uh, according to oh baseball yeah ninety ninety six. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. That's significant. For those of you who don't know, yeah, put up a two and a half win season uh, over the last two and a half years since 2019. 8.2 wins above replacement over how many games? I uh, mean, as recently as two years ago, he had a nine twenty six. He had a nine thirteen OPS. Yeah, and then if you also if you're into platooning, I'm pretty sure he's isn't he awesome against lefties or is it righties? Yeah. No, it's righties. It's one of them. Uh, oh my goodness, he he slashed uh, his home road splits heavily favor his road stats. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy is this. This might be one of the most interesting, interesting free agents out there because like you don't expect him to get the big bucks, but he's gonna he very, he has the potential to transform whatever team he goes to. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Like. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, of of like ballparks you can go to and just kind of change things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, his team his, teams with maybe not a lot of outfield depth. His SOPS plus for uh, away is 134. SOPS plus for reference is um, split OPS plus. So it's your it's how your OPS plus with a certain split compares to that of the rest of the league, and his is 134. Yeah, so he's thirty four percent better on the road than most than other players on the road. Than other players on the road, that's fascinating. His TOPS plus is one twenty two. That means he's twenty two percent above average for above Mark his Cup. for himself his his own average. Yeah, for like when you consider his standards on the Mark Canna standards. Yeah, um, yeah, it's My uh, goodness, that is he's he's definitely an underrated like, guy. That's gotta like be one of the league leaders, right? Probably Minimum 300 PAs on the road. Okay, I'm checking this. What do we got for SOPS plus? Um, I just remember in 2018, the Athletics I think had the most road homers. Yeah, Canna was a uh, part of that. I think. Um, yeah, this guy has got to get a big deal. And then yeah, Kyle Schwarber will be interesting, especially since he's going to be largely looked at as a DH like Castellanos. Potentially, National League teams mm-hmm. are going to join in on that on that conversation. But okay, he's one of twenty four players to have 
uh, a 130 SOPS plus on the road. Mm-hmm. And how many of them are free agents? Simeon. That's really interesting. I would not have thought Simeon had that. Um, I would have thought the exact opposite, in fact. Kyle Seeger. Um, let's see, who else? Mitch, no, not Mitch Hanniger. Nelson Cruz. Uh, Freddie Freeman. And Mark Hanna. And Ooh. Carlos Correa. Oh, for what? OPS for on the road? SOPS Plus. SOPS Plus. Yeah, on the road. 130. Yeah, that's that's uh that's pretty up there for sure. The leader was Juan Soto. There we go. For whatever reason, just an insane player on the road. Yeah. Um Kyle Schwarber's situation is interesting. He's going into his age 29 season. He's, you know, defensive liability. Mm-hmm. Uh but, you know, amazing hitter, on-base guy. Uh mm-hmm. Had a 374 on base percentage this past season. With Here's him. the thing that I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the thing that means a lot more is his TOPS plus, which is relative to his own standards. That's that that was third highest in the majors, uh, minimum 300 PAs on the road. The only people above him were Kyle Seager and Pete Alonso. So that means Mark Kenna had the third highest discrepancy, favoring road statistics in the majors, minimum 300 plate appearances. Yes, that that, is- that right there is everything you need to hear about his free agency and what people, what teams are considering. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect explanation for it. Um, like, uh, yeah, the, the discrepancy and mm-hmm. how he was able to perform on the road. And it's not even like, it. it's not even, I don't think it's that, it can't be that coincidental given, you know, Oakland Coliseum has historically been a pitcher's park. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a guy where like when he signs, everyone's going to look at it as an overpay. Yeah, I could see him getting like four years and eighty mil, and everyone's gonna be like, "You gave eighty mil to Mark Hanna. right?" And like a Mike Leak deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike Leak. <laughs> except, except that one didn't exactly work out. Uh, yeah, yeah I, cool. I could see him getting like maybe like three years, forty-five, three mm-hmm. years, fifty on the market. I w- I wouldn't be surprised if he gets more than that. Yeah, me me neither. Me neither. Like I think, like I think. That's what people would consider an overpay. I'd say that's what he's worth. Yeah, yeah, it could be interesting. Um, Schwarber, Schwarber is gonna get a lot more. Schwarber, what is he gonna get? Four years, five years, same every AAV maybe. And yeah, and yeah, maybe seventy to eighty mil potentially. Mm-hmm. Because and, like the thing about well, Schwarber is, on the thing years. about Schwarber is defense. Like Canna has defense that Schwarber doesn't. But Schwarber is the same type of hitter, but better. Yeah, he is. 374 on base percentage this past year, mm-hmm. 928 OPS. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I you know, there's there's plenty of time for uh, speculation here with mm-hmm. the free agent market. It is, it's much more fascinating than I thought it would have been at the beginning of, of this past season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, especially after, like, Lindor signed his extension, I'm like, this free agent class is going to be such a dud. We're going to have <laughs> nothing to talk about <laughs> next offseason. But, you know, Robbie Ray sprung up. Kevin Gosman sprung up. Yeah, we were like, Max Scherzer is going to be the only starting pitcher worth noting. Like, Carlos Rodon, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we did know Correa, Seager story. Was we were like, oh, it'll just be the shortstops. And we had Lindor as a part of it, too. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we, have, a, we have a lot more to talk about. We do, which is exciting. Very exciting, and we'll probably talk about it with uh, with some guests uh, later on in the off season. 
But uh, for the 163rd installment of Above Replacement Radio, unless you have something to add. Before, yeah, no, I think that's kind of it. For the 163rd installment, um, we are uh, we are done. So we hope you enjoyed this one. If you are listening or uh, if you want to follow us on social media, follow me on Twitter, Ekris underscore Gianta. Follow Daniel on both Twitter and Instagram at Daniel underscore Curran. And follow the show Instagram at Above Replacement Radio for all the show needs. And we hope you enjoyed this one. And we hope to see you uh, next Thursday where we might be talking to a guest, probably a uh, certain guest. And uh, we're going to be talking about the award, who won the awards. Yeah. And uh, among other things, among other happenings in Major League Baseball. We will see you then. This conversation. This conversation. Is over. Is over.